0: Kick the can, Derek. It's time for another episode of Lonely Town A Killers podcast with us. Today we're going to be talking about Tranquilize. We've moved on from Sam's town. Sad face.
1: Sad, sad emojis.
0: <laughs> you can't see my face right now on the podcast as you listen. But trust me, there's a tear streaming down my eye, and the horns on my head are wilting. We're moving on to Sawdust, and the first song on Sawdust is Tranquilize, and we're going to spend a whole episode talking about this beautiful song this collaboration with Lou Reed. So we've shared a little bit in the past about something Brandon Brandon shared about this collaboration. When he was on the X96 morning show, they interviewed him for Pressure Machine. He talked about how when they were recording this, they were sitting there between takes of the video or something, and there's a big mirror on the wall. Lou Reed's sitting next to him in this leather jacket, looking in the mirror and says something like,
1: I wish I was that guy. Yeah.
0: And Brandon just shared that as, as an example. I think Bill Allred is a huge Lou Reed fan. <laughs> they were asking him about some of his, their heroes that he had met. And, and Brandon shared that as, you know, about this persona that you have to have as a, as a famous person that, you know, sometimes it's not the real you. And uh, for Brandon to hear that from Lou Reed, I think was, was impactful. <laughs> and, you know, as you're, you're trying to be someone that everyone expects you to be and sometimes you're not and that's normal
1: yeah i think especially at the time uh, when they're recording this is i don't know the end of sam's town somewhere in between their hot fuss Uh, these are kind of the outtake b-side so they didn't make those records Uh, but brandon's just coming into his own like they start off uh, and we're playing the bars and things down in vegas but they really I mean, they got a rocket ship put to them. They, like, most bands kind of go through that circuit and slowly grow and develop, and then after 10 years or kind of the overnight success. the Killers were a little different that way, where they had a lot of success right off the the bat uh, with their debut album, uh, Doing So Well, and then going into Sam's Town and where they're at now. Brand didn't really get to develop into that person. With Lou Reed, he was able to uh, talk to somebody that had been through the war before and had this cool, tough image for this personality and to kind of have that conversation where he says yeah i wish i was that guy in the mirror and and for that to click with brandon at that time um we've talked about this a little bit before but brandon was kind of trying to figure out who he was as a person as a performer if he could balance the two if he you know to find out that that lou reed's not even lou reed and wishes that he was as cool as his image is and as everyone thinks he is we talked a little bit about johnny cash uh in the last episode about Dawes, I'm guessing the last episode. I guess I don't know what time they aired, but last one we recorded, and that was kind of the same. Johnny Cash had this perso- persona and personality, and everybody thought he was this wild and crazy guy that spent all this time in prison and stuff. But uh, come to find out, I think he spent a night in jail um, for like trespassing or something silly once in his <laughs> life. He he wasn't Johnny Cash. wasn't Johnny Cash. Lou Reed's not really Lou Reed, and Brandon Flowers isn't the Brandon Flowers you see on stage twenty four seven. It couldn't happen like. These people, it's kind of a a gimmick or an image that they portray. Um, Probably the same with Freddie Mercury, a lot of the great men, front men, and, and, uh, I mean, Dolly Parton, all these people have these personas. I'm saying a lot of country country and western themes. But (laughs) anyways, uh, you know, for for a young performer, that's probably a great lesson to learn. Because you see some of these people that, that didn't learn that lesson, and they die, like, very young ages because they're trying to live that rock and roll lifestyle. There's the whole, I think it's the 25 club, uh, Kurt Cobain uh, Amy Winehouse. And, uh, there's just a list of these people that got successful at a young age and keep living the rock and roll lifestyle and end up, you know, uh, tragically passing away, which I'm not saying that's what would happen with Brandon or whatever, but it's just good for people to learn that, you know, you can still be yourself off stage and keep that persona and energy and go on stage and, and transform. It's almost a, uh, a character or performance that you put on. I think uh, Beyonce's famous for saying when she goes on stage, she has some alter ego that she's named. I can't remember the name, but she's got some. All the crazy conspiracy people think that means that she's possessed by Satan. I don't know if that's true or not, but she's got an alter ego that she goes on as and she performs. But she says when she's off the stage, she's really a shy person and she doesn't have, you know, that... Personality, I think Brandon's kind of that way as well. When he's on stage, running around and stuff, he's you know ready to kick out headlights and and get the the crowd all riled up. But if you were to meet him off the stage, or at least the Brandon that we knew, it was a lot of a different personality that way, more of the the introverted person that we've talked about. So yeah, that's that's my little retake, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, some days you're Garth Brooks and some days you're Chris Gaines. It's just, <laughs> you got these, you know. There's a there's this cool factor about. A rock star who's a rebel and a or you know even a country western star sure who's uh, a rebel or a renegade or a maverick but at the end of the day if you live where they live there's a chance you'll see them buying grapes at the grocery store you know it <laughs> <And> would <we'll> probably <laughs> take a little bit of edge off of that persona but tranquilize great song and the first the first verse is a nephi reference buffet <laughs> and it fits right in with a lot of the stuff we've talked about it starts out time. It tells living in my hometown. So the hometown, it's our hometown. And when Brandon talks about the townie where he used to live or that, you know, to us, it's always Nephi. To everyone else is always Vegas. So it's funny that it starts out that way. Mm-hmm. Wedding bells, they begin easy. So this one, it brings up images from runaway horses where it says, Traded school for wedding rings and rent. You know, wedding bells begin easy. It's probably not talking about this, but the first thing that comes to mind is the Utah culture of getting married when you're really young.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of have the same thoughts. I, I mean, you could argue this is Vegas. Vegas is known for wedding chapels and, and all that kind of thing in no, his easier,
0: no easier place to get married than Vegas. Or,
1: you know, it's just a story being told. But in, in my mind, at that same age, I mean, Brandon's in his early 20s about this time. Uh, a lot of people that he knows, especially that kept in touch with, with that culture, uh, get married pretty like in Utah and around uh, the church culture. People get married young. So this would have been about that same time. Um, I don't know directly indirectly if it has anything to do with it, but I think subconsciously he probably thinks a lot of these people he knows are, are getting married. His hometown, wedding bells are easy. Starting off this story is, you know, kind of sounds like a happy Lyrically a happy lyric starting, but when you hear that music come in too, it's too, uh, it's a little darker. I like this song. It, it kind of has a different beat and tone to it. And uh, a lot of people that are Killers fans really love Sawdust. And I think uh, they really like Hot Fuss and then Sawdust. Those are like their two favorite albums. I can see why. Like, they sound pretty similar to each other. I, I hadn't listened to Sawdust a whole lot until we... Started to prepare for going through this album. I heard certain songs off of it, probably every song at some point, but when I sat down and really listened to it, I thought, "Holy cow, this is this is a great album." You know, <laughs> after after Sam's Town, it's it's a different feel. Um, I kind of don't know why, to some extent, they just didn't pretend like these were all new songs and just like put out a whole album, not say they were the B sides, leftovers. I think when you say sawdust, it's like the stuff that got left behind and on the trimming floor or whatever, you know. So it sounds like it's not as not as great or lesser than, but uh, yeah, this one starts off like, wow, okay, you got my attention here. And going down the, the wedding bells in his hometown, I'm like, okay, we're back to Nephi. People are getting married. Let's see where this goes. And if you haven't, I know there's some people that listen that are just pressure machine type people. There's people from around Nephi or kind of casual killer fans that kind of came in the later later years or whatever. Or maybe you're around Utah and it, because Brandon's a Mormon or whatever that you got into the killers and you've kind of skipped over this record or not really listened to it, I'd, I'd say, and not only cause we're going to be covering it here for the next few weeks or whatever, but I'd say go back and listen to these songs, go back and, and uh, discover this. Cause I think you're going to be happy with, with what you find. I, I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about the, the wedding bell line and how historically the average marriage age in Utah is probably early twenties. And you know, you can get married faster in vegas but i'm i'm guessing that the little white chapel has a a higher average age of those that get married there
1: well you have to yeah so, pro- probably at least be 21 to be in vegas i mean
0: there's a, it's more of a spur of moment thing not necessarily a, a young thing but either way for the wedding bells to be chiming easily i don't know you could i could see either way easily
1: well that goes on to talk about they could go walking in the park and then all of a sudden click again like there's that park again now Honestly, there's hundreds and thousands of parks throughout the country, and I'm sure Vegas has plenty of parks, but in my mind, whenever we hear the park, it goes back to uh, this river is wild, the hippies at the park. Uh, coming
0: over the dark.
1: Coming over the dark. So that's
0: the next line, which is it makes me even think of it more, because
1: so, drowned in the dark is... Yeah, so I go back to the Nephi City Park, um, talks about the Old Mill Park, things, in terrible thing. He brings up another Nephi Park of the Old Mill Park, but...
0: This That's one, pretty much it. <laughs> Those are
1: the two parks. Those are the two parks. <laughs> you got some both. But, yeah, so that, my mind automatically goes back to to that from the previous album or when he's writing. I yeah, I mean, again, we don't know uh, chronologically when this was put together as opposed to things in Samstown and things in Hot Fuss. But I'm thinking if he's talking about this river is wild and the park at dark, in this song, he's talking about co- going walking at the park at dark. It, to my to myself, I can make a valid point that this is that same park in Nephi, and then it gets to sailing in boats, so that's where that's where it loses me. We don't have sailing boats in Nephi, but uh the park and and walking with this girl, you know wedding bells are easy
0: young girls young girl, <laughs> young girls it, Young girls getting married yeah. it, it, uh, there's an argument to be had it's just a big pot of sliced carrots and seven layers of jello. Pretty soon there'll be funeral tables because that's
1: where this is headed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, talks about Sailing on the Sea, which another water reference that permeates the <laughs> killer's lyrics.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out the more you look at this, the more there's there's a lot of themes that run through uh, the killer's uh, music and, and water. water and parks are definitely uh, some of them.
0: Later in the song, he says, a hurried high from pestilence, pills, and pride. And those three words together, they evoke a lot of, killers and religious references for me the the pestilence thing you know relates to me it makes me think about um my people were told they'd prosper in this land you know the pestilence is the kind of thing that keeps you from prospering they're both uh scriptural words and uh then the pills obviously the like the hillbilly heroin and then pride is i'm just proud to be an american or at least i know i'm free (laughs) derek salutes
1: (laughs) yeah um it kind of gets a little creepy there, too. It has the, the kids singing in there. and uh, Singing what,
0: about night games.
1: And night games, but uh, he throws in another religious uh, context there where it says, Abel looked up at Cain, acid rain. When Abel looked up at Cain, we began weeping and wailing. Like, that's that's pretty biblical.
0: And some super cool imagery, just the way <laughs> those lyrics flow together, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a creepy. It's got that darker feel to it. And, like, yeah, night games and just those kids singing and Lou Reed in there. It's... It's an interesting song. Uh, Did you watch the video at all?
0: I haven't seen it for a while. I've seen it before. I was watching
1: the video today, and again, I'm taking things way out of context, but growing up in the annex was kind of a haunted (laughs) building, so we've been told. So when you got these kids kind of creepily singing these things about night games. uh, Some of the people that we've talked to over the years... Uh one of their memories is getting together and playing night games and they go through the annex at dark and you can't see anything and they go play
0: hide and seek hide
1: and seek or whatever all these different different kind of games, <laughs> yeah, all these ghost stories and stuff that come out of there uh you know Ouija boards all that all this haunted stuff that kind of reminded me of the annex just the lyric lyrically and kind of the feel of the song actually is kind of that uh, kind of kind of a little creepy uh but in the video they're you know in this room with the mirror and everything that we've talked about. With Lou Reed there, that was kind of a creepy. There's two little kids two little right kids outside, outside the outside window in the parking lot. We're, we're talking about. That.
0: <laughs> oh, Derek, you're giving me chills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but they have a mounted. We
0: can,
1: we can. <laughs> yeah, this if they we're would rock. start singing something like
0: "Tranquilize, <laughs>
1: Tranquilize." <tranquilizers>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they, uh... but they have a a stuffed moose's head, like a like a taxidermy moose head, and I don't know how. I mean, there's directors in these videos, and they all have their different images and how they come up with things. But to me, that's a very Nephi Western-type thing, too, of, uh, is you know, you can go into stores or sporting goods places or people's houses throughout Nephi, and it wouldn't be uncommon to see an animal's head taxidermied on a wall. Moose, maybe not as much, but deer, elk. Uh, I mean, you know, if they did go and get them a moose somewhere, I'm sure that would be a thing. I don't think that's as common in Vegas, either, so I thought that might be a little... A little tip of the hat to his hometown, where he came from. Just a little, I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little different, but in the same. I just kind of thought, okay, that's that could be something there. I don't know. Maybe it was just the director's choice, and it happened to be that way. But you With know,
0: the reindeer head and don't shoot me, Santa.
1: Yeah, or the antlers on the the podium for yeah. that would hold the keyboard for all those years. So,
0: so at the very end, it's Lou Reed kind of sing, talking, and the lyrics say, "Cause I don't care where you've been." And I don't care what you've seen, but when he sings it, what I hear is, I don't care what you've seen, which we've talked about is a Nephi way of talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, with this song, obviously. I, didn't, I don't
0: think Brandon said, hey, Lou, can you talk like you're from Nephi? <laughs> you talk like you're from Nephi?
1: No, probably didn't bring it up. But, you know, with this whole album and stuff, we're not going to have as many Nephi connections. We know that uh, going forward. But I still think we want to talk about the songs and just kind of go over at least some of the more popular ones and some of our thoughts on them. Uh, they might not all, all relate back to, uh, Nephi or, or, you know, any of that, but there's some good, some good meat on the bones there. Yeah. This song just kind of got that, that beat going with it. And, and Lou Reed, when we were talking with, with Ryan and, uh, he was saying how Lou thought he was part of the band and how cool that was for him. So
0: until Lou found out he wasn't, <laughs> and then didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. There's a lot of good stories about this. Uh, this time and when this album's coming out or when they're recording with Lou and putting this all together. Uh, So it's just kind of, I don't know, nostalgic for for people that are fans of the Killers as well. But uh, we're going to try to go down sawdust and and, uh, put together, I don't know, some commentary on some of these songs. Uh, Again, I'd invite people to go listen. And I mean, there's, again, we got dark, you know, themes. We got Killers-ish things. We got love interest. And we got... Uh, some religion in there, so it, it matches back up to my Brandon Johnny Cash songwriting 101. and one, uh, I don't know, maybe go, maybe go listen to you some Lou Reed while you're at it.
0: That's our commentary on "Tranquilize," and that's another episode down from "Lonely Town."